What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 269 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hello. And he's back, the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. I know I've been missed, but I have returned. You're welcome, America. You are listening to So Is Your Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of nerdy news to discuss. And then we're going to talk all about the new movie, direct-to-video sequel, Doom Annihilation. Before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Mark Ellis Reagans, we have missed you. How's it going? So, yes, I am back. I've missed you guys, too. Uh, and But the the really good news is that I brought the uh, the soundboard with me. And I have lots of hidden potential. So now we're, we're all together again. It's great to have you back, Mark. You must be happy that your time working at the Eastern States Exposition, the Big E, is over for the year. Yeah, yeah. I always, for this is like the craziest time of year, and I don't know why it's always a surprise to me every year. I do Dragon Con. It's a lot of prep for Dragon Con. And that's, you know, days of just of complete craziness. And then I go right from there, right into working seven days a week for three weeks at the Big E, and then before I know it, 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 it's time for like the roundup conventions at the end of the year. So yeah, I'm pretty exhausted. I'm glad that this part is over. I'm glad I get to kick back and relax, and that my internet is working, uh, working the way it should be. Shout out to Ryan from Comcast for coming by and uh, fixing uh, all of the cables that were <laughs> slowly degrading, uh, which is why my internet was going off. But well, we are super happy to have you back and you get plenty of time to relax because we're going to New York Comic Con in two days as we record that. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Aubrey, what's going on? It's been a um, hectic two days. I thought my dog was dying. I'm emotionally shot for the rest of my life. Oh, it sounds traumatic. Is the dog Okay. <laughs> And she she is today. Um, I care about very few things in the world, and my dog is probably number one alongside Noah. They're they're tied, and um, so in, <laughs> I was ugly crying in my kitchen, and then I moved to the hallway. It was laying next to her, and I was ugly crying in the hallway, and. Josh was standing in the hallway looking down, laughing at me. <laughs> so I'm ugly crying. He's like, shake and it off. Stand up. Shake it off. You're fine. Yeah, be a man. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> but yeah, they, very few things in the world make me emotional. Like when I gave birth to Noah, I didn't cry. And I hear that that's a big thing. Like when moms give birth to their children, they cry. And I didn't. I'm just not an emotional person. But yeah, something happens to my child or my dog, and I'm a disaster. Even just the thought of her dying is like a really touchy subject for me. I talk yeah. about it in therapy all the time. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad she's feeling better. I do remember she made a guest appearance on uh, episode seventy something back when we were recording <laughs> at your house. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she is, she is a guest of the show. Yes, I've had her in her entire life. I mean, I got her when she was a puppy. As soon as I could bring her home, I brought her home. So, I mean, I've had her her entire life. So it's it's been a long seven years, almost eight years. So, wow. yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad she's feeling better. Me too. <laughs> I would have been inconsolable at New York Comic Con. Yep. Inconsolable. <laughs> All right. How are you doing, Joey? 
Oh man, I am really, really tired. Um, I've been working a lot the last uh, couple months. Like I've been picking up extra shifts at my second job. Um, just have money to go to New York and get ready for New York. Um, what people don't understand is that yes, we get press passes to the show, um, but that just gets us in the door it's comped to get in the door we still have to get to new york city and stay in new york city and exist in new york city for me for four days oh yeah 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 you're gonna be there long a lot longer than we are and it's just very expensive so i've been killing myself to uh save money and uh yeah usually we bank some episodes or and to help with uh mark being at the big e for seven days a week but for (laughs) some reason this year we didn't (laughs) And then tech issues popped up and it's just been extremely stressful the last like month. But huge shout out to Adam Wallyhawk and beat him down for helping us out, keeping the no weeks off streak alive. So my uh, my adventure Sunday was uh, I needed to get some things for the trip. I headed down to uh, Connecticut because I there, everything I needed was in a certain area so I could check them out. Uh, I was unable to find the phone charger I wanted. So I ended up ordering it on Amazon when I came home. So that was a complete waste of a trip. And Derek and I are going on Thursday to at Comic-Con to meet uh, John Byrne, who is a legendary comic book artist I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Yep, he did uh, He did some really big Superman books, if I remember correctly. Yep. I mean, he did a lot of books, but I specifically yep. remember the Superman ones. And X-Men. He's huge on X-Men. Yep. Um he doesn't usually do signings. And when he does do signings, sometimes he refuses to sign like any of his older work that you would actually want him to sign. <laughs> <laughs> so he's signing this like artist's book that's coming out that's $200. And if you buy it, he'll sign five other books. And it doesn't matter what they are as long as it's stuff he worked on. So Derek bought the $200 book, which gets Ooh. us in to meet him. And we get five other comics signed. So I'm getting one book signed. I'm throwing in like some money to, to go with Derek and I can get one one book signed. So I need a book to get signed. And I'm like, all right, let me go to this comic book store that has I know has back issues. And I have a list of certain ones I was looking for and I'll grab one and then I'll get it signed. So we go to store number one. I'm not going to name these stores. And no. normally I wouldn't I would and I wouldn't care. But it's just not. um prudent in the very incestuous uh, nerd nerd community where we live to name and shame these places. But I went to store number one and they have tons of back issues, but their back issues are only organized by title. So if you go like, for example, I was looking for incredible Hulk 316 so I could find Hulk. But when you get to Hulk, it's not organized at all. So it's not organized by number or volume or anything it's just every hulk back issue they have thrown in an area well yeah you expect it to be easy it's not gonna be easy you gotta work for that shit i've never ever gone to a store that has a large back issue contingent that isn't organized like before so i I spent like 20 minutes trying to find anything and i couldn't and it was such a pain in the ass it's like we're leaving we're out um so me and my son went home i dropped him off i went to a different store which again will not be named I got there 15 minutes after they open and I walk up to the front and I could see inside the guy working there is just sitting behind the counter like he's open and I op- go to open the door. It's locked. <laughs> he's not <laughs> open dude, yet. <laughs> the dude like just was like, oh, why is no one coming in today? And the door was locked. <laughs> like, so eventually I get him to open the door and I go in and I look around. And I'm like, you guys have any uh, back issues? And he's like. Oh yeah, but they're not out. Like, okay. <laughs> and like, do you have any older issues of like Marvel team up or Avengers or I just started rattling off a couple of the titles I was looking for uh, issues from. And he's like, eh, probably not. Wow. No. And I was like, Oh, um, okay then. And I left. <laughs> like, wow. You didn't what? even look You didn't even take a look through what they had. No. And it's not like the, these were obscure titles I was looking for. <laughs> Do you have any back issues of Avengers? No. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I guess I'll take my cash money elsewhere. So I still don't have a book <laughs> to get signed. Um, right now, the plan is maybe to go somewhere tomorrow because I have to run some errands tomorrow before I go to sleep so I can 
get stuff for the trip. But if not, I may end up just going to Midtown Comics on Wednesday. But I just don't want to be up against it on Wednesday and be like, okay, we're at Midtown Comics. And if I don't find something here, it's not getting anything signed. So I wonder if I have something. I'll have to check. Check my repertoire. Yeah, so we're we're trying, but we'll see. That's been my adventure for the last couple of days. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Marcellus, finally, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWasYourPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Or you'll find movie reviews from yours truly. You'll find Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Oh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You could purchase some of our brand new Soul Wizard t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, a great way to support our show is by doing your <laughs> doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, click on the big A, do your shopping and receive your products. And that way you'll be helping out the show. Uh, those products do include uh, some comic books if you can't find them anywhere else. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcoin. Oh, nope. Sorry. Cross that off. No more Podcoin. Uh, we also have our Patreon page where you can support our show monetarily and receive bonus content uh, from us here at So Wizard. We also also have a great YouTube page where uh, Adam Wallyhawk is putting up a lot of cool videos. So definitely check that out. Shout out to all of the podcasts in the Geek World All Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Hello, ladies. How'd you like to spend a little quality time with this sexy bad, huh? We missed you, Mark. We definitely missed you. All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of nerd today. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So, a few things happened uh, this week that I wanted to talk about in a world of nerd. First, let's start off with one of the biggest stories the biggest story, non-story that happened this past week. Uh, we were talking about Sony and Disney's, I guess, headbutting against each other, trying to uh, make a new deal for the Spider-Man franchise. And Sony was like, nope, we are taking our Spider-Man and we're out of here. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think. But uh, it turns out that Sony saw the light of day, came back to the table with a whole new offer, and now... We're getting at least one more movie produced by Kevin Feige in the MCU starring Spider-Man. This is, it's weird because it just, it just went down like a little while ago. So I don't really feel that, uh, you know, I cried enough when it happened the first time. So I don't really feel like I'm super excited. It seemed like this is the way that it should have been from the jump. But uh, I am very, very excited that Spider-Man will at least have one more good adventure inside the MCU. So at least they can wrap up his, uh, the trilogy that they already started. So I'm psyched for this. What do you guys think of Spider-Man? Uh, and uh, what do you think of Sony and Disney finally working things out and bringing Spider-Man back? Let's start with Aubrey. I'm not really too surprised. Um, I feel like Disney released that uh, they couldn't come to an agreement with Sony kind of to bully them in a way. Yeah. Into an agreement because I think that they knew that they would get a lot of backlash from people. Uh, for it so i feel like it was a backhanded move by disney to get their way with whatever they were working out with with sony so i'm not really surprised that spider-man is still there because i don't i don't think i ever thought that he was actually going to leave yeah sony needs all of the good luck they can have they can't have disney like throwing shade on them in, in front of the nerd fans all right. So, Joy, what about you, man? I know this didn't really come as a surprise to you, but what do you think that it's uh, it's official now? Well, it's it's kind of funny when it was first announced. It was like ninety nine point nine percent negative on Sony. Yeah. And then it started to come back around again. It felt like uh, the tide was turning against Disney when people were like, "Oh, well, they were greedy. They were trying to be greedy." 
Then all of a sudden, like three or four days ago, Sony's like, all right, guys, thanks for getting our back. Here comes a Madam Web movie. <laughs> we got your Spider-Man right here. And by man, and then everybody, yeah, everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then less than 24 hours later, they announced a deal with, with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> So they went to Disney and was like, we don't need you. We got Madam Web. And they announced Madam Web and people were like, nope. <laughs> oh, okay, Disney. Yeah, maybe you're right. Right, 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 right. So they uh, <laughs> they came back. I mean, I'm glad. I'm very, very glad that Spider-Man's staying. I know. Uh, it, I just, it, it's, it seems dumb to not keep him there. I know they want desperately to have their own Spider-Man. What, what do they call it? Sony's cinematic Marvel universe. Oh, <laughs> whatever, whatever terrible uh, acronym they have for it. But I know they desperately want that. But man, it's like they just made a, over a billion dollars with Far From Home. Like, why would you screw with that? Because mm-hmm, they own Spider-Man. They can they can do whatever they want. They, to, they own the otherwise. film rights to Spider-Man. They don't own the character, <laughs> well, first of all. Yeah. Well, the, it's the it's the film that made a billion dollars at the box office, not issue 17 of uh, Spectacular right, Spider-Man. Right. But they get all the uh, – they get none of the merchandise and all of the film profits. So, you know, it should be in their best interest to maximize the film profits. <laughs> so I don't know why you would – remove the character in your movies from the biggest cinematic franchise there is right now maybe like 10 years from now when it's starting to wind down a little bit you can say all right we're gonna we're gonna pull it back and you know give it a little bit of a couple year break and then we'll come back and try again but like i don't know why you know why would you not want to make money when you not like money i don't get it so <laughs> Sony's never had a successful Spider-Man movie before, before the after the Tobey Maguire one, so they wasn't quite sure what to do. They got a little, that's little punch right, drunk. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And they were like, "What? What is this? His parents are involved. There's no magic subway car hidden laboratories. There's no dubstep uh, electro. I don't know about this. We we better take it back." All right now, do you guys think that uh, this is like a one more Tom Holland Spider-Man in the MCU, and then? They spin them off into like their own cinematic universe. Like, would would you be happy with one more story, or do you think this is gonna go on for like a few more movies? Um, Aubrey, I think it's still gonna continue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's only gonna be one more. I think they're gonna do a third one, and then Madam Web is gonna open up the Spider Verse. Mm. All right, Joy. What about you? You think this is one and done, or you think we're getting a whole lot more? No, we're getting one more uh, solo movie and one crossover appearance. That's the uh, that's the contract. So he'll probably be in whatever the next Avengers movie is, and then uh, yeah, they'll take him back, no. <laughs> or they'll they'll re up into some kind of contract. It just depends. You never know who could be in charge at Sony. You know, six years from now when this <laughs> is all finished. So that's true. Um, I was going to say the next Avengers movie isn't going to be for like four years, man. So. They got to use him before that. They got to put him in like at least Black Panther 2. What would he even do in Black Panther 2? He doesn't belong in that movie. He's, he's a genius. With He can hang out with Shuri. They can be like Maybe. teenage geniuses. I don't know. He's gonna As long as they don't put him in Captain Marvel 2, I'm fine. Oh. All right. So uh, speaking of Kevin Feige, he as if he didn't have enough on his plate being the shepherd of the MCU cinematic universe. And now he's overseeing all of the Disney plus shows that are coming out. He is also going to be producing a star Wars movie. Lucasfilm was like, yeah, we like Kevin Feige. He's hanging around a Disney lot. The guy is one of the most successful producers that's working right now. Why don't we bring him over to our side and see what he can do in star Wars. And of course, if you are a fan of the Marvel movies, you know that there's always a little, a uh, subtle tribute, I guess you could say, to the Star Wars films in each one of them. Uh, and that's Kevin Feige's doing. So, yeah, I want to see Kevin Feige, uh, one of the smartest producers working today, get his hands on the Star Wars universe. So I'm psyched for this. I think this is awesome. Joy, how do you feel about uh, Kevin Feige dipping his toes in Star Wars? It's fine. I mean, how can you how can you be upset about this? I don't understand anyone that would be upset about this. I just... It's awesome. I mean, he's clearly one of the best producers in the business today, and he's making awesome fan-friendly genre movies for what? How long have they been doing this now? 20 years? <laughs> it's 20 movies, 11 like 11 years. years yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's interesting and to see him branch out into a different franchise. Um, we'll see. They seem to have, and what is this now, the third uh, thing they've announced? We have the 
Game of Thrones guys. We have Ryan Johnson doing his own trilogy and now Kevin Feige. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what comes out first, what form it takes and and what he's going to do. I know he's a huge old school Star Wars nerd. So we'll see. It'd be really nice to have him pull some old uh, EU concepts out of the dustbin and and, uh, maybe we can get some Mara Jade or uh, Kyle Katarn stuff. So uh, Dash Rendar. (laughs) Dash Rendar might show up. That's right. Prince Shizor. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's exciting, as exciting as it can be for a project that has absolutely zero work done on it in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, yeah. Who, who knows when this will ever, when he'll ever get around to doing this? When this is ever going to come out, or when we'll ever get the first like little bit of news regarding this, real news? Um, Aubrey, you're a big Star Wars fan. How do you feel about Kevin Feige dipping his toes into the Star Wars uh, sandbox? I mean, it it seems really cool. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'd like to see a trailer first before I get too excited. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> Until you see a trailer. Show me a trailer first. Yep. Show me a little bit. Show me the tip. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm very, very excited to see what he does. I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he gets he's earned his right to play around in Star Wars. I just wish I wish they would announce like some kind of someone that's a little bit more unorthodox for Star Wars. You know, someone that you really wouldn't see coming make their play for the Star Wars universe. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, all right. So then the last bit of news, and this isn't even like um, like like anything major, but it's a little bit of casting news. Uh, they are doing a Jurassic World three which uh, we talked about before, Colin Trevorrow. He, who was supposed to be doing uh, episode nine before he got fired off of that, is back in a Jurassic Park land. And this time he's bringing back the OGs, uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and the man Jeff Goldblum, all returning for Jurassic World Part 3. I don't know. I feel like they've each like kind of dabbled a little bit. Like we've seen them come back as those characters after the first one. And none of them, except for... I really like Sam Neill in Jurassic Park 3 for some reason, but none of them really like elevated the story much. So do you think that having all three of them together uh, is going to like rekindle that Jurassic magic that uh, seems to be lacking since the very first one? Uh, start with, uh, let's start with Aubrey. I'm really excited about seeing them all back together. I think that their dynamic together is what makes them special. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really excited to see them all back together. I think that Jeff Goldblum plays off of Sam Neill, who also, you know, plays off of Laura Dern. So I I think that the three of them together is what's going to really bring it all together. Now, do you want them to be in the movie for like a decent amount? Like, you know, like kind of like co-stars taking over the limelight from Chris Pratt? Or do you think uh, like just a, a decent cameo, like a decent sized cameo is going to be better for him? I think a decent sized cameo would be pretty good. Even if it's just a quarter of the movie, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Joey, what about you, man? Are you psyched to get the the OG three back in Jurassic world? What does this mean about Bryce Dallas Howard? Oh, she's still the star. Her and uh, maybe Laura Dern will tell her to wear combat boots. (laughs) Uh, Be sensible. Wear better shoes. As long as she's still in it, that's all that matters. (laughs) Maybe they'll do an Alien 3 and just kill her and Chris Pratt off screen. (laughs) Oh, God. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I I mean, it's fine. It's hard for me to get super excited about uh, Jurassic World stuff. Did you watch the uh, battle at Big Rock, Mark? Uh, No, no, I didn't get a chance to. Okay. So I do, as we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, and I do like the direction they seem to be going, which is more of a, like, almost like a zombie movie, but with dinosaurs instead. Okay. <laughs> so I do like that direction if that's where they're going, but I thought Fallen, Fallen Kingdom was terrible, um, or terrible to bad, and, uh, you know, Jurassic World one, I like that a lot, but it is what it is. I, I just, I don't feel like the nostalgia pull is there for the characters from the first movie. I think the nostalgia pull is the music and the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already had that nostalgia pull with the first movie. So, like, you know, it's not like Star Wars where Lando shows up and you're like, yes, it's Lando. Yeah, it's it's more about the vibe of the movie than it is the characters. Like, I don't see anyone like cosplaying well but yeah but not a ton as these characters you know it's just like avatar like i don't think the pull of avatar is 
uh, Sam Worthington. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know, the blue people and the 3D effects. So uh, I, I could care less about the three of them being in here. Hopefully they're in there longer than Jeff Goldblum was in the second movie. Oh, God, that was a that was a waste of time. And hopefully uh, it doesn't detract, excuse me, detract from any time from uh, Bryce Dallas Howard being on screen. So. <laughs> as long as they bring like an, uh, an adult version of Jeff Goldblum's daughter from the second movie and have her do some uh, gymnastics while kicking Velociraptors in the face, that's all I want. Exactly. I mean, this, is, this franchise is almost in that same realm as Terminator or Alien, where it's like there's more bad movies than good. So it's hard to even really get hyped up or like angry about something that involves the movie it's like well it's just another terrible jurassic park movie then <laughs> all right so uh yeah so that's pretty much it for the news for the big ones uh you know we can save some other stuff for uh next week when we do our big uh big new york episode but uh yeah that's pretty much all i got for the news all right well i guess we're gonna jump right into it then the main event of the evening We've got our review of Doom Annihilation. Now, this is a direct-to-video, a direct-to-streaming, I guess. I don't know what they call it anymore. Video on demand uh, sequel to The Rock's movie Doom. <laughs> or it's not because it doesn't <laughs> act like it is. <laughs> I'm going to say no, it's not. So some some background on this. Obviously, it's a lower-budget direct-to-video uh, movie. And... <laughs> The company that makes the video game Doom uh, disavowed it on social media oh. and said they had absolutely nothing to do with it. And it, it was pretty much only made to keep the rights to Doom. Oh, no. <laughs> so this is a uh, amazing Spider-Man uh, type <laughs> or fan four stick type uh, type situation. So I thought we'd check it out uh, and you know, see, see what we thought. Um, you know, let's start with non-spoilers. We'll go around the room and see what people thought. Uh, Aubrey. You're the video game player among us. You are the wizard of this show. So what'd you think of Doom Annihilation? Um, my dogs are playing in the background. I um, can see why Bethesda did not want to own the rights to it or say that they had anything to do with it. I was very confused in the beginning. I like Doom and... I was uh, kind of confused by the movie. I don't really like it. All right. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I've, I'll be honest, I've never played Doom. Or if I played it, I played it for like a little bit on like, like Doom 64 at some point. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about the original Rock movie is that there was a sequence where it looked like the video game. Like you got the, the POV of them shooting a gun, which I thought was pretty cool. And honestly, I waited this whole movie for them to do that again. And they didn't do it. So I was a little disappointed. But as a movie, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. There's actually some, not a lot, but there's some money behind it, which is always good. And uh, yeah, it, 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 if, you're, if you're a complete noob to Doom like I was, at least I can understand why people played a video game from this movie. With the Rock, the Rock movie, I have no idea what the story was about. I just know that it was a video game, and there was a, a really cool sequence where they uh, shot a bunch of creatures from the POV of the the guy with the gun. That was cool. Yeah, um, I kind of echo both of what you said. Um, this is not a good movie, <laughs> so let's not get it twisted at all. This is not good. Um, if it wasn't face-meltingly awful either, and there's definitely – we'll get into that into spoilers. There's definitely some things to like about it. But there were definitely times when I'm watching it where I, I would start to get a little into it and then right off, boom, like it's really bad, low budget, like <laughs> roots would all of a sudden just show like somebody like you walked into like a dimly lit room and you're like, oh, this room's not so bad. And then all of a sudden the lights get turned on. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> this place sucks. Um, so, yeah, every now and then it's it's bad. Low budget roots would just come out huge and you're like, fuck, this movie sucks. Um but it, I definitely got the feeling that everyone involved was trying very hard. Yeah, for the most, but everyone in front of the cameras was trying really hard. Yeah, um, and maybe some people behind the cameras too. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, they they were trying. They tried, and, and it, it's not horrible. It, it, it's one of these movies again. I've said this a million times on the show. I feel like, but it reminded me of something I would have rented at 
the video store when I was like 12 or 13 years old. And like my friends couldn't hang out that day. So my mom took me to the store, rent a movie. You can watch a movie upstairs. <laughs> and I would just pick this and watch it by myself and be like, oh, yeah, that was fun. And then never think about it ever again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was definitely uh, the vibe I got for it. So let's jump into spoilers and let's find out what's going on with this movie. Mark Ellis will play a sound drop. And after that, we will be spoiling Doom Annihilation. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, let's start with, a, this is going to be a tough one for Aubrey, but this, let's start with things you liked about the movie. Um, Aubrey, what were some things you liked about this movie? I do like, um, like, the, the demons. I thought that they were really cool looking. <laughs> like the ones that showed up, like, three quarters of the way through the movie? Yeah. Wow. You, oh, Okay. Right. Yeah, they like they were they were interesting looking. They could have been a lot worse, a lot worse. Um, so I did think that they were really cool looking. So I mean that that was pretty much the the positive for me. And it's probably because you know in the game they look fairly similar in a, in a sense to to those. But yeah, that was about it. And I think it was mostly because I feel as though they could have been worse than they were. So I, I gave them points on that because it could have been bad. Yeah, yeah. I have my opinions on the, the demons, but not for the parts that I like about the movie. We're going to say that for, <laughs> we're say that for a different section. <laughs> All right, Mark. How about things you liked about the movie? Uh, I liked the design of the walls that kind of look like Star Wars. I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was one of the uh, the low-budget things I, I mentioned, like... I, <laughs> As soon as they walked to that hallway, I was like, oh, Star Wars? <laughs> uh, you know, there was one part of the movie that I actually really, really, really liked. Because as I'm watching it, like I said, I didn't play the video games. So I wasn't really too familiar with the what the storyline is supposed to be. But as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a this is like a low budget, like aliens, like a bunch of space marines get called to a planet to fight something. I feel like I've seen this before. And as I'm watching it, there's a one sequence where they... Um, they're about to get off the ship and they open up like the gun cabinet and it's just like a bunch of rifles. And I'm like, man, this is just aliens. And as soon as I said that, a character in a movie said, you know what this is? It's aliens. And I'm like, okay, that's it. They get, they get two points just for that. Just the fact that they made a joke knowing that they're just copying off of aliens. So that I loved. That little bit of uh, self-awareness went a long way with me. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I did. Yeah, I spent the rest of the time trying to find stuff to like. Oh wait, I take that back. I did find one other thing that I, I really liked about it. Uh, her name is Veronica. Uh, when she appeared, I'm like, hey, all right. And then her character just got worse throughout the movie. But the, her entrance, a plus. All right, all right. Um, so let's see. For me, well, one thing I liked right off the bat was that there was a lot of practical effects <laughs> okay. and a lot of like they they had real sets. So I know we were just laughing about the fact that one of the hallways had the Star Wars um, clearly looked like Star Wars, <laughs> but it had a lot a lot of the, the sets for the most part looked really, really good. Um, I, I was surprised at how like real it looked like it, it had weight to it because they were on actual sets mm. and i really appreciated that um they weren't running around on a green screen or anything like that um except for there's one room where a lot of the action takes place in which is just a big open room with a dirt floor <laughs> that they kept coming back to and then i was like oh, okay I understand now. <laughs> I, you know, I thought the same thing. And when I was looking at some of the sets, I'm like, wow, they actually like someone actually spent some money on this. I'm surprised they're not filming this in like a big abandoned warehouse somewhere. And then like 10 minutes later, there's a big abandoned warehouse. That's right. <laughs> they got to the big abandoned warehouse part of the uh, <laughs> part of the, the facility they were in. Um, I did. Uh, I did. And, and the, the monsters, too, for the most part. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, there's the for, this, for some reason, they, they fight a lot of zombies. And even though we were only shown like 12 people <laughs> working at the base, there's an endless supply of the same zombie over and over and over again. <laughs> yep 
Like how many times was this was this person wearing what was it was or all the people that worked there were wearing the same outfit? They're all doctors or they're all scientists. They're all wearing right. white lab coats. They're all wearing lab coats. Um, but you know, part of that could be like an homage to the fact that it's a video game where the same enemies respawn over and over again. So part of me feels like that might have been a little cheeky on their part to get around their low budget. Okay. But um yeah, it, it was just like what? So then the monsters finally show up and they look right out of the video game. And they, I mean, there's a, it was a rubber suit, so it looked cool. It didn't look great on screen. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I'm sure it looks, it looks cool in a in a picture. If you showed me a static picture of that uh, demon monster, um, I would say, wow, that's really cool. Practical effect. It looked like shit the way it was filmed, but that's not the costumes fault. (laughs) That's on the director. That looked like garbage. Um, but it, it it's a cool effect. It just looked like bad in the movie. And when you would shoot a fireball, it was really lame. <laughs> it reminded me of Power Rangers. Like I thought I was yeah. watching a power, an episode of the Power Rangers all of a sudden. Like, whoa, that's that looks that does not look good at all. But I did like him <laughs> shooting a fireball, like the uh the Street Fighter, like are you kidding? He shoots a fireball out of his hands. I thought that was pretty cool. And I will say that the main actress uh who was also on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> It was was a kind of cute too. So <laughs> and that's it for my positives. <laughs> All right, let's get into the things you didn't like. Aubrey, I'm sure you've got a laundry list. What didn't you like about Doom Annihilation? It was uh cheesy sci-fi, which I hate. Absolutely mm. hate. It's cringy. And I don't like cringy. It had really shitty dialogue, and I hate shitty dialogue. It makes it unbearable to watch. Um, I didn't understand the opening sequence at all. It was really confusing. And, like, automatically you've already lost me and I don't understand what's going on. So how am I supposed to complete the movie when I already have no idea what's going on? And (laughs) what made it even worse was I started the movie and I started watching it on Le Fire Stick in Spanish. And the movie was so bad and confusing that I didn't even realize it was in Spanish. Wow. For, for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, no wonder why I don't even know what's going on. It's in Spanish. <laughs> so then I, I changed it to the English version and I still was confused. And then La Momia showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like if your movie is so confusing that I don't under, that I think the reason is that it's in Spanish and I change it to English and I still don't understand. I think there's some problems. So yeah, the opening part I was like I don't understand what's going on. So and and I like the games. I think the games are really cool. They're different. I like that you go to a foreign planet and you fight demons. And, you know, it's kind of an overdone concept, but Doom was one of the first games to do it. So I feel like all games that do it now are kind of based off of Doom. So it's kind of the foundation of that concept. So it's sad that they can't seem to get a movie to do a good job at doing that. But once again, I go back to my statement that I seem to always say stop making movies out of video (laughs) games because they're never good they're gonna get it right at some point this might not have been it but they're gonna get it right at some point (sighs) how about you mark ellis how about things he didn't like about the movie uh the music was awful in this movie that cheesy rock music i don't know what the (laughs) hell that was that was like uh duty free music you get off youtube (laughs) (laughs) so that was awesome that i mean that was that was horrible the um all right so like I said, this movie is pretty much a copycat of Aliens, or it wants to be Aliens. But the thing is, they put all these space marines in these helmets, and they don't really develop their characters, so they all kind of look alike. So it's just a bunch of marines running around in a dark room, and for some reason, they can't communicate to each other. Like, if one person is getting attacked, the other person should be like, guys, guys, we have a situation going on here. But they do nothing. They just scream and try to fight them. Meanwhile, the other soldiers who I have no idea who they are are on the other side of the uh, empty warehouse have no idea what's going on. So it 
it loses its ground just on a storytelling level, just from that. And then the third act when she meets, I'm going to say she meets the devil, I'm going to assume, because I, I think he, that's in hell. I just didn't care. I just didn't care it's, at all. It's, it, it is supposed to be hell in the mythology of the Doom mm-hmm. movie, video games and stuff. <laughs> I, just, I just remember, I did like the scene in the beginning where they, they're basically they're trying to build a transporter. They're on a, a, a moon somewhere, and they're trying to build like a transporter like Star Trek from Earth to the space station and moon. And the first guy that they tested on, he goes from he goes from Earth to the moon or outside of Mars or whatever. And uh he gets there and everyone's like, "Yay!" And no one looks at this guy like he he looks all like bloodied and fucked up. All they know is a body shows up and they're all like congratulating each other. And then he, you know, has long fingernails and like starts to kill people. So that part I thought was cheesy. The devil speaking to her in Latin I thought was dumb. I didn't get it. And her uh, Mission Impossible dive out of the out of hell, out of the hell dimension, I thought was incredibly cheesy. Once it got to that point, I'm like, man, this movie's got to be close to being over. So yeah, story and the third act, big disappointment. I hear you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously this movie's a mess. Um, <laughs> the story's bad. Uh, first of all, right off the bat, anytime there's non-practical special effects, it's terrible. <laughs> like the effects of the teleporter are so bad. <laughs> it looks like it looked like uh, I, I don't know. It looked like like a '90s like like syndicated TV show. It looked like fucking like Kevin Sorbo is Andromeda. Or yeah, something. that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of uh, like Cleopatra 2020 or whatever that show was. It reminded <laughs> me of, right. that, of those shows, but not as good. No, not nearly as good. <laughs> so anytime there's special effects that aren't practical it's not very special um obviously the story is horrendous like like you said mark you don't know who 99.9 percent of the characters are and you don't give a shit yep and i understand that the video game like obviously with space marines it's there's a lot of homages to alien aliens but you don't have to do that in the movie especially when you're not going to be able to do it as good yep (laughs) so we don't need to you know ape the waking up out of cryo sleep scene we don't need to have her get in an elevator to go down into wherever she's going to fight. Like you can't do those scenes better than they were done in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. It's not, especially not with this movie. So don't even try. Do your own thing. You can have Space Marines. You can have like a cheeky nod to uh, aliens here and there, but like to ape those scenes and then do them in such a wet fart sort of way was just like, ah, come on, man. <laughs> it was bad. And then when she gets to hell at the end it was like the worst special effects I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what you can tell. It completely ran out of money at that point. And it's like, all right, well, all we got is a few nickels. Got to make it work. And then the monster, the devil or whatever shows up and starts talking to her in Latin. Mm-hmm. Like you've had how long to be down here? You haven't figured out that no one is going to know what the fuck you're saying. Like nobody speaks Latin anymore, buddy. Okay. So, he could show up to take over the earth and be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then everybody would just be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And just keep walking away. <laughs> you know, I think I think I figured it out. The special effects were so bad in that scene. They're like, if we put subtitles here, people have to read it. <laughs> they won't pay attention <laughs> to anything in the background. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't the rock is Scorpion King level of uh, terrible from the mummy returns, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> It was pretty bad. And at that point, like, like I kept feeling like, like, okay, the plot of the movie is going to kick in. I kept waiting for there to be a plot to the movie, <laughs> but we don't. And, and I, I kept looking at the time, like how long I'd been watching it. And I'm like, okay, it's not all right. We're, we're 40 minutes in. We're an hour in. It's like, this movie's only an hour and a half. I'm like we're an hour and 10 minutes. in. oh, now we finally <laughs> have an idea of what's happening in the movie. Like, like there should have been some sort of, Sig- like it was obvious that the scientist guy was evil, but right. there should have been some sort of signal of what his plan was and what he was doing, because otherwise it's just them running around in a dirt floored room, shooting the same zombie over and over <laughs> for like 45 minutes. <laughs> so. You just accurately described that movie, dude. That's exactly what it is. And that's it. So, yeah, it's not a good movie. And the very few good things about it do not outweigh the bad. So, <laughs> 
Any other thoughts on Doom Annihilation, Aubrey? No. <laughs> Do you hate me for making you watch this? No, you've done worse. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not the worst thing you've made her watch. <laughs> no. Right, 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 right. Okay. I so. do I do have a question, though. Um, yeah. Not playing a video game. So the big giant gun that she got with the uh, green battery packs that she used towards the end of it, is that was that in a video game? Yeah. There's a, a like the most powerful gun in the game is the BFG, the big yes. fucking gun. Yeah. Right. So that's a, that's, that's a real thing. That's why it was in the Rock movie and in this movie. Okay, because honestly, the the plot that you're looking for, dude, all I wanted was just a POV shot of her using that gun, shooting something. That's it. I just wanted to to make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, at least she made it out of wherever that was. She was, and I guess that was the end. She killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, she made it to Earth, and uh, they didn't close the gate, and now Earth is fucked. <laughs> Doom Annihilation Part Two coming soon. Doom 3, Doom <laughs> Annihilation Part 2. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, let's get a, a score out of 5. 0 to 5, with 5 being the best and 0 being the worst. Aubrey? Um, a 1.5. All right. <laughs> Mark Ellis? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2 for the Aliens joke and for the, uh, the character that's supposed to be Bill Paxton's character from Aliens. There's a scene where he walks around a corner and he sees like the zombies eating someone and he just goes, nope. <laughs> it walks away. That was awesome. So I'm gonna give it two points just for that. All right. So I gave this a one and a half out of five. Um, like I said, I did enjoy some of the practical effects and the practical sets. Um, the main actress was kind of cute, but that was it. <laughs> Gosh, she couldn't act for shit though. Jesus. No, no, no. Nobody could in this movie. But um, yeah, and I, I got to say, sometimes I find myself, I'm trying to grade these movies and I'm like flipping through my list of movies we've seen this year. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll give it this. And I look back, I'm like, well, but it was better than that, but it wasn't as good as that. So now I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure out like, okay, is it, was it as bad as Hellboy? <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I give it a 1.5 out of five. So that is Doom Annihilation, uh, direct-to-video streaming as we speak. So check it out. Uh, if you're interested and let us know what you think, uh, let's go around the room and get some recommendations for the listeners and we'll wrap it up. Aubrey, what do you got? There is a new movie out by the people that made how to train your dragon. It is abominable, abominable, <laughs> abominable. Yes. Um, I just saw it with Noah actually on Friday and it's really adorable. It's about a Yeti, that escapes from kind of a laboratory and he could do some really cool things and he goes to this girl's house and played by Chloe uh, Bennett from Aids of Shield. Is yes. it? Yeah. Oh. Well, she helps him get back to Mount Everest and uh, her dad died and and so he kind of helps her heal from that. But it's a really cute story um and it's beautifully done, absolutely beautifully done. So um, I recommend everybody go see it. What did uh, Noah think of it? He loved it. Okay. Loved it. Awesome. All right. So we'll have to definitely uh, hear what the listeners thought if they went and checked that out. Mark Ellis, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend an uh, anime that I watched on Netflix. A what? Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> uh yeah so uh one of my favorite favorite animes of all time is cowboy bebop and uh director of that tv show has another show he has a few different shows um but he has a new one that's out called carol and tuesday and it's nothing like cowboy bebop at all in fact it's nothing like any other anime i've ever seen it's very musical uh it's basically about a, a girl who wants to be a singer runs away from home meets another girl kind of lives her own they decide to team up and make music and it just happens to take place in the future, but the songs are really, really good. And uh, it's it's just a really cool anime. I watched it just because I love Cowboy Bebop. I just wanted to watch a couple episodes. I watched the entire season, which is only the first half. So it's on Netflix now. It's called Carol and Tuesday. And uh, it's really cool. It's a nice nice story with some really cool music in it. Awesome. I'm surprised you haven't watched FLCO. 
I feel like you'd like Fooly Cooly. I tried watching that. You recommended that before, and like, epi- yeah. it, it's so weird. It is so <laughs> weird. Like, I just couldn't wrap my brain. I got around episode three, and I'm like, I cannot wrap my brain around what is happening. It is so unusual. But uh, maybe, maybe I'll stick with it. Maybe I'll go back to it and stick with it. Awesome. Well, I will recommend everybody goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week and links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcatcher under the sun, except PodCoin, I guess, uh, will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search Podcast exclusive free weekly content there adam tearing it up on videos we just broke 100 subscribers on our youtube channel so huge shout out to you guys for subscribing and keep it up if you want to check it out um check out our patreon patreon.com backslash so is your podcast you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast we just dropped this month and we reviewed the banana splits horror movie um, so there's a lot of exclusive movie reviews on there you can't hear on the regular show. And I will suggest uh, New York Comic Con is coming up and probably happening as you listen to this yep. this week. If you're in the area, come check it out. The second biggest comic book convention in the North American continent. We will be there as press. Uh, myself, Aubrey, Mark and Adam, all four of us in the same place uh, getting things done. And we've got a lot of really cool things lined up. Uh, I don't know if we want to say anything. I don't want to jinx anything, so I won't. <laughs> yeah, let, <laughs> let's yet. let's all get there first. <laughs> let's make sure we're there. We're on the ground and we're doing things. But um, there's a lot of cool stuff uh, coming down the pipe from there. So interviews, uh, video, pictures. Be following us on social media. Be following our YouTube channel. Be subscribed to the podcast. There is a ton of cool stuff coming from the show. Um, Adam got a brand new camera and microphone just for this. So we're going to have some cool video. Um, and obviously we've got a lot of cool interviews lined up and other things. So, uh, get ready. New York comic con is in New York city at the Javits center starting on Thursday and I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, and, uh, if you run a comic book store, I will recommend that you organize your fucking back issue. (laughs) And that's it. That's what I got. So next week on the show, we're going to talk all about New York Comic Con with all our content from there. And then in two weeks, we will be reviewing Joker. Fingers crossed with a special guest, but we'll see if we can make it work. But that's going to do it for episode 269 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. See you in New York. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Thank you to Beat Him Down and Wally Hawk for uh, pushing the record button on these guys. Everybody, we'll see you in New York. Wakanda forever. See you in New York City, baby. Good journey.